Welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. My name is Appalicious Al. With me, as ever, already fearing his nickname, Cucumber Casper. All right. You don't mm-hmm. mind that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. All right. That's okay. That's I'm okay. actually kind of allergic to cucumbers, so that's poison to me. That makes sense, and I think. <laughs> we have, <laughs> all the way from Copenhagen, a Did you super, say that right? I don't know. That's good enough. Okay. <laughs> a super special <laughs> guest opting in on the nickname game, Mr. Dilly Dan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even fit. Dan. Dilly Dan Presencer. Hey, for, dill is a vegetable. Dill is a we, herb. Either it's way, a plant. Dill? Dill? You eat it. I'm on a theme here. Uh, you yeah. just, these theme ones are lame. These are the best. They're so weak. Your face is weak. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dilly Dan. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was good. That was Listen, really good. My other, my other idea was dabber locks, which is another vegetable that what starts is, with the. I don't know. I've never eaten. Yeah, it. The, maybe vegetables shouldn't. Have, yeah, whatever. Good so job. I'm sitting yeah. here with a turnip. Yay. I thought I'd go with vegetables. Oh, oh yeah, nice. Thank you. Ah. For my feelings and everything. <laughs> it's not fun until your feelings are hurt. Oh, so Mister. Thank you, thank you for that nickname. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you like it, man. I am. I am D- D- Dilly Dan. Dilly Dan. Dilly Dan. I, dude, yeah. I'm so stoked well, to have you on the show. Um, just to give uh, everybody a quick heads up, Dan is the the man, the brains, the myth, the legend that is also real behind <laughs> more guitars. M O A R guitars. Yes, exactly. I am. Uh, I am Mister Moore. I am more guitars. You are awesome. Mm-hmm. You are rad as heck. That's what you are. <laughs> I am tired and overworked and undercaffeinated and very busy. Well, but, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. I hope this is a relaxing, like, you know, hour-long break for you. I can't help you with the caffeine part because uh, you're a little far away from us, pal. You just throw really, really, really hard. <laughs> something. Something. I'm afraid that will fall somewhere near the end of the block. That uh, you're giving me a lot of credit for my ability to throw. (laughs) Oh man! Spit into the wind and hope for the best. (laughs) Oh, dude! So it's uh, it's early for you. It's a little after seven in the morning, seven thirty in the morning there. It's seven twenty-seven. But I've been uh, I uh, I have a two-year-old son. And I also have a, uh, a very busy business, you know, so I, um, I have to wake up really early to get, uh, to get enough done in the day, basically. So I'm up at five anyway. Okay. And, uh, I get into the workshop at five thirty, and I, uh, I have breakfast here and a pot of coffee, a few pots of coffee normally. And, uh, so this is fine. I mean, this is, uh, I would be here anyway and be awake anyway. So this is just, uh, this is just, I'm just not working right now. I'm talking to you instead. <laughs> well, and thank you for doing that. Um, of course. So, just in Thanks case anybody's, uh, um, we've had uh, we've had one other guest with uh, this level of international coolness uh, on the show before, Mister Joe from Hello Sailor Effects, and it was a lot of work to get the audio really good. So, if there's any weird internety blips or microphone issues, we're doing the best we can. But that's uh, that's what's up. He's nine hours okay. away from us, and so. Anyway, let's uh, let's dive into it. So, okay, you aren't uh, you aren't originally from from Copenhagen. You're from England, right? No, I'm, I am a Londoner. I am born and raised 
uh, in London. Uh, and hang, don't don't we start off by saying what happened this week? Oh, I've well. listened to this podcast before. <laughs> I love this. I, I oh my gosh, she's ready to do it. So, 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 so Al says what happens this week, then Casper says what happens this week, well, and I okay, say what I do what? this week. Yeah, as, as the man who remembered and as the guest of the hour, why don't you kick us off, man? Why don't you ask whoever you want what they've been up to this week? So Casper, so yeah. cautious Casper. <laughs> uh, culinary Casper, what have you been doing this week? Tell me all about it, big guy. Oh, right on. Well, thank you for asking. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> you, are, you are so welcome. Um, so you know hosting what? Cultured Guitarist is Dan from More Guitars. Uh, I have two guests, Casper and Al. Oh, I've been, I've been so, replaced. Uh, this Casper, week, tell me all about your week. Uh, this week, I made an investment for the future mm-hmm. um and tell me all about it yeah future proof my my uh, my pedal board a little bit this week oh um, power supply uh no that is that is <laughs> you'd think after up. all the shows you'd we've think. talked about that yeah no actually i put in uh, i put in a big cable order to caulfield cables and asher mm. is is uh, setting me up with a a whole bunch of patch cables in a lot of different lengths and variety um because um i need it and i'm tired of janky you uh, brew cables that I built that suck. So, uh, yeah, that's the that's the big one I did. And actually, it was funny because I did it immediately after we turned off recording last week. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's like uh, been a, a week yeah, in the we, coming. Yep. You sat here and you did. The, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's that's the most boring investment you can make. Like I, I've done the same thing. I have <laughs> a, a, a ton of these uh, Boss um, patch cables. You know the the, the kit, and it, it, I, I guess can't bring myself to. Uh, I will never be that bored. <laughs> you know, I before we I did our, our cable shootout episode, I don't know if I would have predicted myself being fanatical about cables and mm-hmm. the types of cable mm-hmm. we use. That show really changed my mind on that one. And now I'm... Uh, You've done the same thing. Now I'm a walking advertisement for Caulfield Cables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So that's 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 the big one. But I am doing a, a lot of shopping online because I um I am a, a late person that doesn't do their taxes right away. Um, mm. But I I did my taxes and uh, lo and behold I'm getting a whole bunch of money back. Awesome. Taking me out for dinner? Sure. Let's go for dinner. Yes. Yeah. When I get back from Tofino. Did not think that was going to go that way. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the uh, I got a couple things on the horizon. I think I'm going to start um, shopping a little bit for a power supply. I've got two in mind now. I've kind of let the CS12 fall off, and I'm looking at uh. the Mondo from Voodoo Labs and the Zuma from Strymon, and I'm just just just, just get a Zuma. I know, I know. That's that's <laughs> that's the argument. Like, seriously, just get a zoom. I know. Just uh, get a zoom. So it's the best thing Strymon make. Yeah. So that's the. Ooh, well, there's oh, gonna yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> you can message us with your opinions, listeners. Dun, dun, dun. Is Dan right? <laughs> yes. Is that the best Strymon product? Yes, it's very good. You own one. I do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's going to be coming very soon, and I think there's probably going to be a 72-thin-line Telecaster oh. in the near future as well. Oh, the deluxe? The... Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. My little probably fanatical m- Coldplay loving heart is uh, really <laughs> into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And how about you, uh, awesome Al? How was your week this week? <laughs> <laughs> this is great, man. You host anytime you want. Man, I, I haven't you, been man. up to a whole heap load. Actually, that's mm-hmm. not true. I've got a few things that just... just um, I, I got in on Casper's cable order mm-hmm. uh, in order to save myself shipping from the U.S. Uh, Asher's chucking a few cables in the Casper's box for me as well because uh, I sort of under-ordered last time I ordered some cables. And then I immediately added like four more pedals to my pedal board and <laughs> didn't have enough cables. So <laughs> it was, that's, uh, so that's happening. problems. Uh, I, well, yeah. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I mean, this talk whole ab- talk about the thing. Al. This whole show is based on first world problems. <laughs> talk about <laughs> the thing. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm getting okay. there. You got to just calm yourself, mm. Iago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we also got a, <laughs> a little present in the mail from our buddy Kevin uh, Leclerc over at uh, Sound Slice Effects in Victoriaville, Quebec. Victoriaville. Victoriaville, Quebec. Um, he sent us one of his Chop Chop Tremolo pedals. Um, and it's, I'm a sucker for, well, I'm a sucker for a lot of different effects, but uh, I really like Tremolo. It's one of my favorites. Tremolo is awesome. Yeah. Oh, and he's based this around like a vintage Vox Tremolo circuit, but uh, expanded the range that it can do. And uh, on the top, he does, he does these beautiful, like, wonderful intricate detailed graphics that he puts on his pedals and then he epoxy resin covers them i love the finish so they just look gorgeous and like almost like those old like clear puffy bubble stickers yep yeah and he did how is it with the uh how is it with clock noise like most tremolos i've tried have had uh have just basically had too much well this one i mean I haven't spent a lot of time with it, so I don't want to like dive too hard into like the detailed review. But it's it's definitely named Chop Chop for a reason. It's, it's style, okay. The style of it is supposed to be kind of aggressive. So okay, for what it's doing, it's doing it really, really well. Like you can dial in a subtle mm-hmm, trim for for a little bit of movement, but it it excels at like helicopter type things. And okay, fun. Um, oh yeah, it's fun. It's, I was playing when yeah. I got here. Yeah, it sounded like the Smiths when I walked in. It did, didn't it? <laughs> I am the song. <laughs> I am basically Johnny Ma. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, 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 yeah. Too. Isn't that what we all do with like a really aggressive tremolo sooner or later? Um, <laughs> so, you know, got that. That was a really exciting thing to, to open up. Um, I uh, got a little gift from, uh, it was kind of a, like a co-gift from uh, Kevin Schoen of Schoen's Effects, and uh, I don't know his name. Do you know his name? The the, the, I, the folks I, down I don't know his name. No, you don't. <laughs> um, the folks at Sonic Stompers, um, they sent Casper and I each a little skate deck topped uh, pedal foot switch topper, and they are Ooh. glorious looking. Mm-hmm. So that was cool to open up. And then other than that, uh, not too much. Been just kind of playing and tinkering. Um, been a pretty basic week. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dan? Come on, man. Me, so like non-guitar building related things or also guitar building related things? What? You're the guest. You, you yeah. do whatever you want to do, man. You talk about both. Mm. Well, I have a... Um, I'm... I have so much on at the moment for 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 more. You know, um, I'm 
as I say, I get here at 5.30 and I'm, I'm working like 13, 14 hour days at the moment. It's pretty crazy. So there's not much time for anything else. Um, but I do get cool stuff um, sent to me quite often uh, for my pedal board. Um, so I, I don't get that much, that much time to play. Uh, but when I do get time to play, I have some real uh, some nice stuff. But actually, was it two days ago? Yes, two days ago, a, uh, I was sent a, um, a new pedal by a new company called Haynes Effects. Uh, they're in the UK. And it's a, it's a positional boost. And you say, what is a positional boost? And I will tell you what a positional boost is. It's a uh, basically a clean boost. I think it's based on the uh, super hard on uh, boost, but it has a, a, a effects loop built into the pedal. And you can control, uh, so you can put a pedal through this boost and you can control whether it is before or after the effect in the loop. Oh, that's the cool. Boost. Oh, cool. So say, for example, if you were, uh, if you put a fuzz pedal kind of through it, you can really, really push the fuzz pedal to make it sound a bit broken, or you can just have the fuzz louder. Um, and that is pretty cool. I, uh, the guy who started the company is a guy called John. He's, a, um, he's kind of part of my, uh, part of my crew. Uh, for the more guitars, I have like a community of guys that are uh, that are really on board with what I'm doing, and um, so I've known about this pedal before it existed. And uh, he's a he's a really good guy, and uh, and it's great. I, I I feel like I need to figure out the the best possible use for it before I show it off because I want him to sell tons of them, and I think he should sell tons of them. <laughs> you know what? You know that? Yeah. I think a lot of guys are coming, or a lot. No, I should say not a lot of guys. A lot of folks are coming around to. Um, clever uses of, of pedals that are a combination, like a pedal and yeah. utility pedal like mm. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I'm noticing like a lot more manufacturers than ever before in the last like two, three years have put loops in with their effects pedals. Mm. Well, well, yeah, I think the, I have an old Marshall Governor Mark One, and that actually had uh, an effects loop built in, but you need to have a Y cable. And so like going back, it, it, it isn't that much of a new idea. But I agree with you. The the like utility pedals, I think, are, are, are the next thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think. I mean, imagine if a guy came out with a really good, um, like a you know, a clean, isolated nine volt power supply that also had a boost, also had a switcher, and maybe a tuner built in. I mean, if if that was built and priced right and it worked everyone would buy it you know you're not mm -hmm. you're very close to there's a few there's two companies i can think of there's uh, outlaw effects here mm -hmm. in canada mm -hmm. they make that. a they make a tuner that is also a power brick and, and powers a whole bunch of i want to say it's pedals the, on the it's board the um six shooter six shooter yep. yeah is that right yeah shoot i can't think of it now. um and then uh on the and they're kind of more in the budget range of things they're not super expensive they're not mm -hmm. you know they're not Low end, low end. They're not Behringer or anything like that, but they're trying to be an affordable brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then on the like opposite <clears> end of things, you can get pedals from uh, I want to say Snowball. Yes. Oh yeah, no, he yeah he started off with it as a YouTube channel, no, and uh, uh, Snowball Effects, and he used to do uh, shootouts of really high end uh, drive pedals. Like he has a P Cornish, uh, is it P one? And anyway. But yeah, he invented the, or he didn't invent it, but I think he, he got involved and uh, with getting a volume pedal with a tuner built in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's been kind of drifting around for a while, and uh, but that that looks really cool. But then the mm -hmm. thing is, is if you have your like, if you're 
I am a believer in this product. I think it's fantastic. But the uh, a friend of mine who is not a believer in this product says that you can't see the tuner when your foot's on the volume. And that's a bit silly. Yeah, that's that's one thing I, I kind of notice is like anytime I'm not really much of a volume pedal user. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really like to try one of these things out though, because I for yeah, guys me too. That, for guys that are, I think they're an incredible um, device and idea. Uh, it's a great my, tool. My concerns were just like, okay, but you're so you're stepping on the volume pedal, you're you're rocking it off to use the tuner. Every time you use that pedal for any reason, you're stepping mm-hmm. on your tuner's face, <laughs> which, yeah, <laughs> which concerns me a little bit. I mean, maybe I'm just over worrying. Um, but the idea of like, you know, board space getting to be a premium and your tuner and yeah, your power yeah, yeah. supply and your volume pedal are all in one box, albeit a highly modified mm. box. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's an interesting concept. I made a mistake. Uh, it's the Iron Horse from Iron Outlaw. Horse, yeah. That's the big one. The, the six, six shooter is the, the, the small yeah. one. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's a, so an yeah, isolated so power supply too that's a tuner in the same thing. I mean, that's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it works. Um but yeah, so that that arrived days ago. I've played it for a bit, um, mainly trying to get some good sounds uh, using the uh, this positional boosting from Haynes Effects. Yeah, and what looks, else happened this really week? Really cool. Just looking at their mm. uh, their Instagram here, and it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a nice gold box. Size. Yeah, it's a good size, super useful, and uh, and of course a good boost on its own. I mean, if you have nothing plugged into it, it's uh, it's a very usable boost. And what else happened? I'm actually, um, I, you know, obviously I'm a guitarist, but the thing that turns me on more is is tooling. I mean, I, I uh, if I have a new tool coming to the shop, I am okay. much like, I, like I, I am more excited. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new uh, uh, chisel and uh, like sharpener. Uh, a few, uh, I think, I, I think it was in the last week, and that has really changed my life. That's, uh, it's. Um, by Shepak, I think. <laughs> Shout out to Shepak. And uh, what else? Uh, just, I mean, my um, my time is, I mean, I, I just everything goes into more guitars. Um, and uh, so I'm just here. I'm here and I'm working all the time. Well, it's working, um, man. I, I've, you know, been following you for a couple of years now. And uh, All right. Thank you. Uh, oh, thank you for the awesome... Instagram <laughs> and but really watching your your Instagram following just really grow. Um, I think your hard work is is definitely being noticed. Yeah, well, I I think uh, yeah, I I I think so too. I mean, it's it's been um I get you know about ten followers a day, and it's been like that for years. And it's, you know, slowly, I mean, they're, they're, sometimes I do a post and it, and it, some guitars go really well on Instagram. And uh, there was a, a few guitars that got me, you know, a few thousand followers, actually, I think. But but on average, I'm just growing a little bit every day. And it's, uh, people seem to like what I'm doing. That's good, man. I think that's a, like, a lot of folks stumble in their, their way into flash in the pan kind of social media growth. Yeah. Um, but I think it's healthier if you have steady, that that's a better sign of, yeah. And, and it's kind of, I mean, I, it, it's, it, I, I actually know, like, I recognize the name at least of a lot of the people that follow me. And, you know, I, I've written with, with, you know, probably thousands of guys and, uh, there's a real community 
actually around around what I'm doing, and uh, and that's really really nice. And I think that as you say, like if I if I suddenly grew, or if, I don't know, if I paid some money to some website in China that not necessarily China, it could be anywhere, uh, and then suddenly I had ten thousand more followers the next day. It, I mean, it, of course, it's not it's 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 rubbish. You know, it's nonsense. Yeah. It's uh, but yeah, I kind of I trust in the process of just you know, posting what I'm doing and, uh, you know, being active, being nice, you know, I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I, I write people, I engage with people on there and, and that's, uh, you know, if, if I see someone, you know, even a guy who's making his first guitar or, or a second guitar or whatever, or even a guy who's made hundreds of guitars and I see something cool, I write him a personal message saying, Hey man, you know, this is, this is awesome. I love what you're doing. And, uh, people write me for advice almost every day. There's some guy saying, how should I finish this? Or, how deep should this pickup cavity be? And, uh, you know, I, I try to help um, everybody that writes me. And uh, there's a lot of goodwill, you know, and, and uh, I, I like that about Instagram. I, th I think that's, I think that's reflective of who you are. I mm. like, I, I think if you were kind of an ugly person on the inside, um, I think, you know, you don't I, want to look at my insides. I, <laughs> I, I just think, uh, you know, use whatever saying you want, birds of a feather yeah, no, together and water finds its own level. Mm -hmm. I just think that you foster the type of community you want to, to be in, um, mm. whether you're conscious of it or not is a whole matter of debate. But, um, I, it's, you know, we, we, we have seen the same thing as we've started the show. Um, all, well, I mean, I feel like mm -hmm. we have mm -hmm. where, we started the show in a large part because we wanted to just learn stuff for ourselves. Um, and then we started meeting all these builders and talking to them. And, and all of a sudden it's like, we're joining this, uh, this community within the guitar community. That's mm -hmm. very, very, yeah, open, yeah, yeah. you know, for the most part, very welcoming and open and pedal builders all share schematics and, and secrets and, and stuff like that. And it seems like it's similar in the guitar end of things. And there's the odd person that's, not like that and that's fine but uh it's what a wonderful thing and what a wonderful time to be in a thing like that with instagram being so yeah it's really nice yeah i mean i, I you know instagram gets a really bad rep and, and for good reason i mean there are it is it, it i think on outside of the guitar industry i mean i'm sure there's many scenes that are really nice on instagram but it is uh i think people go people don't go onto instagram to look at things they don't like I mean, they, they go and they, 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 when they first get their account, they think, you know, what am I going to use this for? And they'll think, I really like looking at pictures of avocados or I don't know, whatever you're really into. And then you build up this, I mean, you don't, do you know what I mean? Like it, yep. it's, it's, a, yep. it's generally speaking, it, it's a positive platform. I think Facebook is really not that. Uh, I mean, I, I do, I, I do have a, um, uh, a Facebook page as well, and uh, but it, it, it you know, and I automatically post everything from Instagram onto Facebook. But there's so many kind of uninformed, passive-aggressive comments on Facebook. I mean, sometimes I see like one of my guitars posted on a on um on like a you know guitar appreciation page or something, and and I uh, and there will be like hundreds of comments generally and you know 90% of them will be positive but there'll be some guy who who just doesn't know 
anything about guitars saying something <laughs> really stupid like why would you put that type of pickup on that type of guitar that's not how it was designed yeah. to be and it's just like oh come on man I, like I had to... and that doesn't happen on instagram too much i had yeah. a friend who added me to a few pages he added me to rigs of doom he added me to a pedal board that's great there's pedal boards of doom yeah, as yeah. well pedal boards uh, of doom is great pedal boards of doom i love rigs of doom on facebook not so much into it um no it, just because it seems like even when somebody tries to post something positive and <laughs> god bless them they're trying they'll post like <laughs> hey guys going guitar shopping today really want a new seven string not sure oh, if I yeah, want a yeah. fixed bridge or a <laughs> yeah. floating bridge. And that's all they yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. And the whole thing just descends to just like the seventh circle of hell in the comments. It's just like, <laughs> what? Or you just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm buying a new tuner and my old TU2 crapped out. Should I get a TU3 or should I go with a, a polytune from TC? And, and somehow that you know, ends with somebody getting called a Nazi and it goes really bad. What? <laughs> Can't we just tune in peace? It reminds me of like the, the forums of old, you know, like oh, pre, yeah, pre Facebook's real like dominance of social media. Uh, yeah, that was like the forums is like everybody had something negative to say. Like, and yeah. you had to like tell people, listen, I don't want your, your hate on here. Like yeah. keep it to yourself. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, for my personal Facebook page, I have gotten wildly liberal with the unfollow button and the unfollow yeah, button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. just like very, very just like, yep, okay, bye. <laughs> have a good, like, and I genuinely am just like, I don't wish anybody any harm, but it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to keep my life a little more positive. And, I actually, uh, like um, uh, a few years ago, I, I took a really long bath. And in that bath, I unfollowed everybody on Facebook. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, probably. So on my, 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 an, you know, my, I, my annual bath two years ago. <laughs> the peanut I, gallery uh, over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the black water. My, anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I unfollowed everybody on Facebook. Uh, it, it's possible, uh, you know, I, I manually unfollowed every single person and every single page on Facebook. And, uh, and it's great. Sometimes when I'm scrolling on my news feed, they run out of things to show me. Can you imagine that? Oh. You know what it's I incredible. miss? I miss when you could change your your Facebook news feed to chronological. You can. You can? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that feature in years. I'm only ever on my phone. Anyway, here on the Facebook anyway, podcast. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let, let's 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 switch gears. I want to I want to get into this. Tell me how a Londoner mm-hmm. ends up in Copenhagen building guitars. Give me the origin story. All right. So I, um, my, uh, I was kind of raised to be a musician. Um, my uh, parents were both musicians, and my grandparents were musicians, and my great grandparents, I don't think, were musicians. But um, <laughs> I started, um, I started playing the violin when I was four, um, and I, I really hated it, and that's kind of what started my love for the guitar. <laughs> um, I was uh, given a guitar when I was ten for Christmas, and you know, like a thirty-dollar, really, really bad guitar. Um, but I kind of just fell in love with it, and I, I remember I was given a, uh, a book, you know, "Teach Yourself the Guitar," Volume One. And you know, when uh, when chord charts are written up, they have the circles for where you should put your fingers. Um, in this book, which is probably, you know, yeah, and in, in this book, the circles were drawn on the lines, 
so I thought, you know, when I was 10, I'd never had a guitar lesson. I thought you actually had to put your fingers on the frets. I, uh, and yeah. so, <laughs> so for the first, for the first few weeks of my guitar playing career, uh, you know, I, I, I was already been playing the violin, you know, for, for six years by that stage. And I was actually singing, um, I was in a, uh, I was a, uh, in, in a cathedral choir when I was a kid. So I was, I was doing music to quite a high level. So I, I kind of knew what, I, I, I knew what sounds I was going for, you know, even as a 10 year old and my parents also are, are very, you know, if something sounds bad, they'll say, this doesn't sound very good. You know, but I think it should sound more like this, you know, anyway. So I, um, I, I learned all my cowboy chords with my fingers on the frets and I was getting an okay sound. And then one of my, uh, one of my dad's friends was a professional guitarist. He came around and he said, Oh, Dan, I see you have a guitar. You know, it's, you know, I'll teach you Foxy Lady. And, and, uh, and he saw me play the guitar and he said, no, 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 no. Your, your finger should be between the frets. And ever since that day, the guitar's been easy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? So I have all this room, all this room to play, you know. And uh, so I, and then what I would do is, you know, every day I had to do like an hour's practice or something because my, my parents are musicians and they, uh, you know, they, they both, uh, my dad actually taught at, uh, he ran a department at the conservatory and my mum was a, a went to conservatory. So we would, it was expected that we took it seriously, yeah. And uh, so every day they say, "Have you done your violin practice?" And I would say, "No, but I've done an hour's guitar practice." So that that kind of you know cancels us out, right? And then they can. So my my the guitar has always been a safe space for me. You know, saying safe space, but you know what I mean. It's it's been a it's been a place where I've I found um, you know I I I I love it. You know, I I really love the guitar. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, uh, I've been playing, I'm 32, I'm playing for 22 years now. And I, I just, um, I took it really seriously. I mean, I, I still take it really seriously. Uh, my parents, luckily they, uh, they, they, they got it, that I was taking it really seriously. And, uh, you know, I, I went to, I had a lot of classes and, um, at one stage, I think from the age of 14 to 18, I had four different, um, you know, one-on-one guitar lessons a week with four different teachers. Holy smokes! And man, I was I was practicing and playing so much. And actually, by the time I was sixteen, I was teaching. I was teaching guitar, probably <laughs> from sixteen. Yeah. Okay. And so it, that's, uh, that seems like a little more know, in depth than I, my "I'll learn how to play all the songs on Weezer's Blue Album" approach. <laughs> <laughs> You've had more. You had more guitar lessons in a week than I think I've ever had. <laughs> 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 but man you know i i it, it, i it's it's my life you know and it, mm. and it always has been um more or less and uh so i that happened and then i went to uh like um it's actually closed down now but i went to a music cons- well like a, a con- my, my dad was teaching at a music conservatory in london i i didn't particularly want to stay in london because i'm from there and my my family live there and i think it's important to get away so i ended up going to uh kind of a conceptual arts um, uh, conservatory um, to play the guitar. And I just, I completely fell out of love with music um, when I was, I think, 18 or 19. And I just thought this is totally pointless. You know, I, I've, I've actually also, I've always been quite handy. I should I should add, like, you know, if, if ever something broke in the house, it's always me that fixed it. And I've, I have quite a mechanical mind. Um, so anyway, I, I quit the guitar. I put, you know, I had a really nice guitar. I put it in its case. And uh, I wanted to do something real, you know, like if uh, I thought, you know, what's 
I am working so hard to make the perfect sounding, you know, note or whatever. And, and who cares? You know, who's even listening to this? Who comes to gigs? Who buys records? This is, you know, I just completely was so disillusioned. And I, uh, I ended up working as a bike mechanic, a bicycle mechanic, which is funny because I was listening to your podcast and Tuna Tone Lady, whose name I've forgotten, also, also worked as a bike mechanic. <laughs> um, so maybe there's, maybe Layla, there's something there. Layla, that's her name. Yeah, Layla. Awesome guitars, actually. Anyway, uh, so I was working as a bike mechanic and I got quite good at it. And I, uh, I kind of circled you know, spiraled up through the bicycle workshops of London, ending up working in some really kind of boutique, you know, like a one-off carbon fiber, you know, something made to the person's leg length, kind of, you know, Mm. $30,000 kind of guitars, you know, no, sorry, bikes, really, really posh bikes. And then I was offered a job. Um, My parents actually moved to Copenhagen a few years uh, before I moved there, they moved there for work, and I—I uh, I should, I, I should say that—that's kind of the start. And then um, I was offered a really good position um, managing uh, managing a few uh, bicycle workshops. And I was only 24, you know, I was, I was quite young, and uh, I realised I didn't—I didn't really want to do it. I was—I uh, was bored. I was really, really bored of uh, you know, there's there's new bike tech that comes out you know, great. It's a little bit better than last year's bike tech, but you know, again, I got disillusioned. So I, uh, I had my, you know, after my annual bath, I had my annual <laughs> phone call with my mum. Uh, I, I said, mom, you know, mom, I'm really bored. I, I think I want to get back into music again. You know, my, the, the guitar has been eyeing me up from, from the corner of my, uh, my apartment. And sometimes I play late at night when no one's listening. And, um, and you know, I, I was, totally out of shape. It'd been a few years since I played the guitar and, uh, I knew I'd have to, to get good. I'd have to practice a lot. You know, I'm from this kind of background where you put the hours in and, uh, and then they lived in Copenhagen. I was still in London. Uh, and my mum said, well, come, come live with us for a little while. You know, you, you're going to need to practice quite a lot. <laughs> and I, I did. Uh, so I guess packed up and I, uh, came to Copenhagen with the plan of being here for like three months, maybe four months. And, uh, you know, I'd go to my parents' cellar and do you know, eight to 12 hours practice a day and, um, and then move on. And then I, so I, I started practicing a lot and, uh, and then these, um, uh, I, I went to a, uh, I also write songs and I went to like an open mic in Copenhagen and, uh, you know, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm an okay guitarist and, um, <laughs> an open mic. Someone said, hey, man, you can play the guitar really well. Will you be my teacher? And I said, yes. And then uh, he taught his friend, and then they taught their friend. And then within a few months, I was like the, the go-to guy in Copenhagen for English-speaking uh, guitarists. And uh, so, yeah, again, you know, I, I was teaching at 16. I came to Copenhagen, and I was teaching again. And... Uh, so yeah, and I, and I hadn't made it to like. When did the switch to like creating guitars and and, and that? Ah, well, like... well, I'm I'm coming to that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, well, basically, basically, so so yeah, shush, basically, shush, I um, yeah, for goodness' sake, uh, I I'm the host. Yeah, so, I'm allowed to. No, you're not. 
This is a damn show it, now. It, yeah, no, it is. Welcome to the More Guitars podcast. And uh, no, yeah, so I, um, yeah, I, so it basically comes down to my my background is it's really uh, my perspective on guitars is, is as, a, as a player and as uh, as somebody that just like my when I was teaching so much, I think that's kind of actually where the, my my idea for the perfect guitar came. You know, and I, uh, I would, uh, you know, of course, I was gigging as well, and uh, I'd you know, wake up in the morning, and I'd, I'd have rehearsals most days from like nine till twelve in the morning, and then I'd teach from one till six, and then I would have a gig most nights from you know, gig time until bedtime, and that was my life for for a good few years, and uh, so I always have my guitar on my back, you know, and and we cycle in Copenhagen. So I was cycling often, you know, 50 kilometers a day with a guitar on my back and, uh, and playing really, I, I like really playing a lot, like, uh, eight hours a day, most days, uh, you know, and, uh, so guitars to me had to be light, they had to be comfortable, they had to be versatile, they had to be inspiring to play, they had to be reliable, uh, yeah, and I think also not not too shouty like sometimes i'll be playing rock sometimes i'll be playing like accompanying a songwriter sometimes i'll be, I'll be accompanying myself and or jazz or whatever and and the guitars also you know I, I i've played some heavier stuff the guitars have to work for everything you know and uh so that's that's actually kind of where where it all came and i was playing a telly at the time and you know i i, I have the kind of mind where i i I think about you know how how can this be better, uh, you know as as a guitarist myself I think you know how can I be better how can, but so I, I was thinking a lot about how to make this guitar better, and uh, so I started off just by you know adding uh, belly and uh, belly and arm cuts onto tellies and and maybe re like reshaping the neck a little bit and changing the circuit changing pickups and then some friends wanted me to do their guitars and then they told their friends and I was still teaching, you know, full time uh, and gigging. And, uh, and then I kind of, I just thought like, this is really fun. I really enjoy working with wood and, uh, you know, I, I'd done a bit of it in school and a bit of it growing up like for fun, but, but nothing professionally. I, I am not a carpenter by any, I am a terrible carpenter. I will, I will say, you know, totally. And, uh, I, uh, I just made a guitar. Um, you know, I watched um, watched a bunch of YouTube, read a lot of videos, uh, read a lot of videos, read a lot of books, or read a lot of text. <laughs> I read a bunch of videos, and I, um, yeah, I mean, I I have a good mechanical mind, so I I would think a lot about you know every stage of the process, and I can visualize things before I do them. So I would kind of uh, get my head around how to route a truss rod channel. And kind of imagine, imagine doing it, you know, and uh, think about everything. And I, I did it, and and as someone that had been gigging for years and working as a musician, uh, I knew how to promote something. So I, I thought, okay, well, I, I really enjoyed making this guitar. Uh, everyone that's played it has really liked it. Uh, let's see if I can maybe do something here. So I, uh, I set up a um, an Instagram page. You know, with with the name More Guitars, which was actually a it, it, it's a joke based on that Malmsteen interview, where he says, uh, you know, some people think less is more, 
but that's impossible. More is more. And, uh, <laughs> and then, and, and oh, that, that is literally where, so where the name great. of my company comes. Our it's, it's, world uh, it's from... needs more guitar brands named after Ingway Malmsteen quotes. <laughs> so that great. should just I, be I am way. so on board with that. And it's funny, I'm not a fan of his at all. But anyway, so <laughs> I started this thing, you know, with this more guitars Instagram page. And I took a photograph of a guitar and, uh, and someone bought it like really soon. And, uh, you know, I was totally straight up about, about, you know, the, everything and about, you know, I, I'm, I'm new and there's, you know, a bit of stranger bought the guitar and then, and then I, I got some traction and, uh, you know, I was getting so much positive feedback. I thought, hang on a minute, this, this is, this is, this is so much easier than trying to promote a gig, you know, like I can get. I'll spend two years recording an album and, and I have to pay people to listen to it. But if I spend a few months making a guitar, then, you know, it, this, this is, this is great. And, uh, you're really making and me feel somebody, sad about my career. <laughs> man, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, and then I, uh, somebody wrote saying, Hey man, that guitar you made, could you make something like it? But with this wood and, uh, and then I've had commissions ever since. Um, so I've kind of been learning on the job and, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a really exciting journey. I, um, and I, I was still teaching kind of three quarters of the time building one quarter of the time. And then it was half and half and about a year and a half ago, I, uh, I taught my last guitar lesson actually to a guy that ended up buying a guitar and I just been teaching, uh, not teaching, I've been building full time and, uh, I've been, um, it's, 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 I, I love it. It's really, um, it's really, uh, I, I, I think I'm a much better builder than I was guitarist or guitar teacher. Well, that's and, saying uh, something for a guy yeah. who practiced as much as you did. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I really played a lot of guitar. And, mm. uh, I, but I think, you know, I, I think that's where my understanding comes from, you know, I mean, also I've, I've played so many guitars, you know, I and mean, I've taught probably thousands of guitar lessons. And I've had many, 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 many students over the years. And, you know, I've tried all of their guitars. A lot of them had really, I mean, I've, I've played some really posh guitars. And, you know, I've, I've gone with, you know, friends or, or with uh, students to help them buy their next, you know, better guitar. And uh, so I, I, I think I have a, I, I have certain things that I look for in an instrument and that's really what I, um, that's really what I try to do with, with my guitars. So the, the first one that you built was that, mm -hmm. uh, like a telly shape. I'm looking yeah, at yeah, exactly. prototype Mark 0 0.1. Is that, that's the first one? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's number one. Actually that has a, uh, a pre-bought neck, uh, the neck I didn't make on that guitar. And then, uh, but yeah, that, that sold. And then uh, the next one was a uh, was like a hollow body uh, uh, telly. That was my first full build. I built put everything on that. And then based on that, the company just started basically. Wow. Yeah. So man. I think I got turned on to you two years or maybe not even two years ago. I'm, I don't remember now. I want to say it was a couple of years, but sometimes my You're brain terrible exaggerates. With yeah. Um, I got turned on to you the first time I saw one of your Wayfair kind of uh -huh. bodies and uh yeah yeah been hooked ever since how did you Thank um you. how did you arrive at that because that is a well, really yeah, that, unique uh body mm -hmm. sculpting job you've done in the in the yeah. hollow body 335 ish realm the double guitar yeah 
you, like you're down to like SG levels of thinness on the edge, but in the middle, it's a, it's a full size. <laughs> I think of it. That, yeah, well, they, that's, um, there's a, there's a guy called, you know, I, I spoke about this community of, of, of kind of the more guitars guys. And there's a guy called Julian, um, who he commissioned the first Wayfair. I mean, it wasn't called that at the time, but he, uh, he, you know, I think even before I had a thousand followers, like a long time ago, he wrote saying, Hey, you know, I, I love this telly you made. Do you think you could make a, like a three, three, five in the same sort of style? And, uh, you know, built the same, I, I build my guitars in quite a unique way. Um, uh, I'm not going to go into how, um, Tell us but, all your secrets. And then, uh, <laughs> no, actually, I'm kind of funny about that. I, I, you should, you should I used be. to be, I used to be really open about it and uh, about how I make guitars. And then, you know, I had my, my, my process is really bad. At, I mean, I, 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 I'm really proud of it, but I can't share it um, because uh, about a year and a half ago, I had a terribly written email um, from someone saying, "Hi, my name is is." whatever it was. Uh, I run this guitar factory in China. Uh, do you have a patent? How do you make them? What's your process? Seriously. admire the absolutely forward approach. They didn't care. They didn't care. And then I, uh, I, uh, that, that really kind of freaked me out. And then I, I, um, clicked on, uh, I, I Googled the company and, and sure enough, there was a, ch a factory in China making, you know, copies of guitars and they, they were churning out, you know, two, three, four hundred dollar guitars. And I just thought, Oh my God. So I, I deleted, um, all the photographs on Instagram that showed my process. And, uh, and I, then I had a, a Facebook friend request from the same person basically writing the same message. But I do, I mean, I actually, I've had, um, I, I do a few things quite differently, and um, I, I do get messages quite often from from people asking how I do stuff. Mm. Um, well, I think, uh, and actually, even even past guests of your show have written me saying, "Hey, how are you doing this?" And <laughs> and, I, and I I have to say, you know, I, you know, I, I say just buy a guitar, take it apart, and then uh, and then you'll figure it out from there. <laughs> I mean, my customers, my, my customers, I am. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, my customers are, you know, if, if you order a Wayfair, you, they, they know how they're made and, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a different thing. But anyway, so anyway, I, uh, I made my first, um, like a Holly Morty, um, that way. And then this guy, Julian said, Hey, I've just been, he's, uh, I think he's from, uh, Connecticut in the States, but he had been, uh, traveling in Europe and he went to Denmark street. He said he played a greedy good three, three, five. No, it was a three thirty. I think he said he played anyway. And he said, could you make a, uh, a, a three thirty star guitar built the way you make guitars? And, uh, I said, I, I would love to try. And, uh, and he, um, we agreed a price and it was, you know, it was a, it was a proper price. And, uh, he said, take your time. There's no rush. Um, I think I spent the best part of a year uh, designing and uh, you know cutting, carving. It took it took months and months and months. Um, but then it came out like that. And actually, I the the idea was never to make like a really thin guitar. I mean, I, I didn't wake up one day and say I'm going to make really really thin guitars because that's really cool. That's that's not at all where I came from. I just I started off with a with a as like a template, a, a full sized um, you know solid 
330 or 335 star shape. And I just removed wood with a rasp until the guitar felt comfortable. Um, you know, until there was nothing pushing into my, you know, you know, when you've been playing guitar for a long time and there's a line left on your arm mm-hmm. from how it's like, <laughs> yeah. like not, not getting that and, you know, getting comfortable upper fret access even with a longer scale length mm. and I used stuff to, uh, like that, that just, I used to, um, have yeah. my inner right arm, not, um, inner part of my forearm at the end of shows would be red just extremely chafed yeah. from rubbing over the the hard corner of the acoustic i was trying that's to just that time. it's i mean it's even on acoustics it's not necessary i mean it's uh if if you're looking to i mean if you want to do something properly then then i mean these things are tools right i mean guitars are they're they're, they're tools and well, i think you know the electric world has, has been way quicker to embrace yeah changing yeah, yeah. everything in guitars mm-hmm. to suit comfort speed whatever i think that the comes acoustic from world has been a lot more like traditional shy it's also and, yeah. it, it's it's a much more flexible platform as well i oh, mean I, essentially totally. yeah a piece of wood with some magnets on it will, will, will almost work you know and uh yeah. uh i mean it, it might be bad but it will it will serve some function whereas an acoustic guitar um but there are guys doing things that are just incredible in acoustic guitar oh, i mean totally. i you know uh, i'm a massive fan of ken parker if you uh you oh know, that dude that dude's a wizard oh my god his he, arch tops are just like other world he is he is he's just a, uh, i get goosebumps thinking about him yeah i mean it's uh if, if you don't oh know, my god if you don't know ken parker listeners um ken parker was the guy who uh um along with um it was uh larry fishman i think uh, it was yeah started uh and and kind of conceived and made parker guitars most famous for models like the fly uh, in the early 2000s, they were really, really big. And then Parker sold the company. And uh, Genius. Ever <laughs> since then, <laughs> uh, the company's been doing all sorts of stuff that, for the most part, have been very hit or miss with people. But Ken Parker himself went off to do just straight-up, world-class, boutique, very, very, very modern, high-engineered, archtop, big old jazzers. They're mm-hmm. next level insane stuff. You should really check them out. He takes it really seriously, and that's um, uh, he's you know he's not taking anything. He, he's not complacent, you know. And uh, yeah, he's he's just a genius. Oh yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's a, I mean, I, I I've actually I've never played any of his guitars, and from uh, I mean I've played some Parkers, but yeah, never played a lot any, of his Parkers. But I mean, where would where would guitar building be without carbon fiber today? Like, there's so many guitars that use carbon fiber now. And carbon fiber in the guitar world was nowhere to be found before Ken Parker. Just, you didn't see it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, like it, Yeah. You, you, he really, really pioneered that um, ultra modern thing, more so than most brands will ever do, I think. Well, he, I think he also, he doesn't see uh, carbon fiber as a modern material. I mean, he, he sees it as a, as a composite. Yeah, and, I, uh, I just mean, know, when I say ultra modern, I'm just meaning in like his, the approach to guitar building, just just taking everything to the next level, not being locked to tradition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he doesn't care. It's funny. I had, um, uh, I, um, a, about maybe a year ago now, uh, a, a guy, um, who studied at some Swedish, uh, Lutheran school, uh, and I'm not knocking this at all. Uh, he, uh, 
I, I I'm not open for for walk-ins. I, you know, my my address is 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 kind of a secret. And uh, this guy had had stalked me on Instagram. Well, not stalked. He he checked me out on Instagram and guessed where I was based on the photographs. All right, yeah, no, I think that's we can call that stalking. And then and then he he uh, I, uh, you know he he phoned me up, and he said, hey. Uh, I follow you on Instagram. I uh, I would love to you know come for coffee sometime, and I said, oh, I'm, I'm really busy right now. You know, maybe after it, it, it was before Christmas. I said maybe after Christmas. He said, actually, I'm outside your workshop right now. <laughs> and <laughs> okay, and then this is I was like, if you if we and replaced, I was busy. If we replaced you and your guitar shop with a vulnerable teenage girl, <laughs> we would definitely call How this you know, stalking. Gonna, I, yeah. I, so anyway, he, he, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's, it was, it was a bit bizarre, but he, um, he came into the workshop and he's, he, he's also a guitar builder. He has his own thing going on. Um, but he, uh, he came into the workshop, you know, my, my workshop and he looked around and he said, but what about the tradition? And I said, what do you mean? He said the tradition and history of guitar building, like, don't, don't you care? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, it's like well well no not at all i just i, <laughs> I said, like i i never even thought about that and uh but yeah so he i think ken can i'm not likening myself to ken parker but i think the same way he's not thinking about he's, he's not kind of pussyfooting around it he's just you know make a great guitar if who cares how you get there if you're overly focused on what the past was with guitar building yeah Everything you make is going to be like that. That's yeah, which is fine if that's yeah, the yeah, goal yeah, yeah, and that's the game plan. But that's just not interesting for me at all. You know, if, I mean, I if you want to uh, innovate, yeah. if you want to be kind of you want to be more cutting edge of of innovation, you can't focus everything you do on the tradition of no. the way it's been done for. I mean, also there there are you know there are probably millions but at least thousands of really really great strats and really really great tellies and really nice you know adequate les balls and great sgs and you know i mean it's i mean why make another one why do it again yeah, yeah. well you know, you know it's, it, i have a love-hate relationship with gibson because i i was such a big fan of what they oh, did for man. a long time but, and yeah, yeah. my sg is one of my most prized possessions um and has been since i bought it in 2003 mm-hmm. i think is what the serial number says i know i know and you're like guessing i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but like you know i've had this guitar for almost two decades it's it's I, I love it to pieces i don't think i'll i i can't see myself buying a new gibson just the no the company is so aggressive and and fans yeah, yeah. of of litigation and suing everybody there's just suing satellite amplifiers now for making yeah yeah i saw that Fortnite guitars and it's like oh and they, they even own the trademark yeah i know it's, it's like uh, yeah it's 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 crazy you guys are insane and this is out like not even months after releasing a statement saying they want to move forward away from this litigious battle. yeah yeah you know? it's just like I but don't they've they've be been afraid. owned. I mean, they, they uh, Gibson, you know, Orville, he he was nothing to do with the company even in his own lifetime. I mean, oh he, no, he, he sold, sold. Yeah, he sold his last shares to a barman. You know, I mean, literally, and uh, they they've been ran by committee since you know before. I think before 1910, they were ran by you know people who said we should make a guitar at this price point. Yeah. Could this be possible? And stuff. They don't care. 
They I really know, don't I care. Know. I mean, it, they they would sell you anything if they thought you would buy it. Oh, <laughs> well, and that's why you have I mean, like I the, mean, the Jimi I, Hendrix Experience I, Strat or Gibson made Strats that I they mean, try yeah. to market. No. Anyway, was, I am. Yeah, I don't want to get yeah, too Gibson whatever, bashy. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really. Um, because I'm I'm a, I'm a guy who's really fond of classic guitars. I like timeless and classic, and I'm really, and one half of me is very attracted and turned on by those instruments and the history of with them. And then the other half of me is just in love with anybody who's doing anything innovative and cool, and pushing yeah. things. And that's why that's why I was so instantly in love with your work. Oh, um, thank you. Because it's it's just like, to me, you're you're a very perfect mesh of both of the things I like. You have well, yeah. all these timeless classic attributes, but you're also pushing yourself every single time. You're pushing design yeah. forward, and you're using really cool ideas and trying new stuff out. Like, yeah, well, I'm 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 trying. You know, it's like uh, I'm still learning. Um, it's uh, I think I you know I I always will be. Uh, I'm not complacent. Um, and I, I it's it's true. I mean, I I don't want my guitars to take too much. Um, they're not too shouty, you know. That's actually, I, I, I they of course they they are. I, I, I want them beautiful. Um, so when you say shouty, but I don't want them to take like, too much attention. Uh, like, glammy or too sparkly paint. Yeah, you too know, over the top like yeah, like flame too, maple everything. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. That's that's not really or you know bird inlays on the on the fretboard <laughs> who would do such a stupid thing I, you know um, somebody would just you know knows. you know what i mean like that that <laughs> type of thing and there and and you know great customers exist for that that's not my customer but it's like uh you're not selling guitars to rich yeah. dentists <laughs> actually I, I i i have sold guitars to rich dentists because that's who buys rich guitars with birds on the fretboard <laughs> it's, good. it's like uh yeah these guys man these guys. Actually, do you know what? I I've always knocked on PRS, uh, <laughs> but I heard um, but I heard a really cool story about him. Uh, do you know Nick Huber, the the yeah. guitar builder? Yeah, yeah. P beautiful. PRS, PRS secretly coached Huber to make guitars. Really? And this is like I, yeah, see, like, I like, heard like it was the other 30... way around. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. I, that was. Uh... Are you serious? Yeah, that was. No, no, no. no. Um, Nick Huber was a. He was a. He's a lot younger than uh, than. Okay. Than okay. Paul. I I have. And they, well, I, w I will say just, I'm sorry, I'm totally interrupting you again. I will That's say, right. well, Paul Reed Smith guitars are not particularly my bag. Paul did a couple of things that just are undeniably great for the industry. One, yeah, he yeah, introduced yeah. world-class quality back into mass-produced guitars, which Fender and Gibson mm -hmm. had really let slide at that particular era. And he really gave those two companies a real run for their money. Uh, two, he has also been very generous with his knowledge and stuff to a lot of people that's a that's a pretty well-known yeah. factoid about him it seems like yeah so i i, I you know he's, he's kind of a be, funny guy yeah i don't have to be turned on by his work but i can appreciate his legacy if uh, if i can put it that also way. he has given john mayer a huge check yeah and that's got to be good for the industry right jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway but my guitar... i don't want to talk about the silvers guy let's just <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 let's just leave it there let's just leave it there let's, but yeah we'll no, let i mean my um... comments <laughs> there are comments uh, uh, but uh yeah so i uh, i mean what do you know so <laughs> well to... <laughs> so, okay first first off now i'm kind of curious like how did how disappointed did that guy end up leaving your shop? Like, was he just crushed that you weren't like? What do you mean? Well, what, oh yeah, that guy. 
<laughs> I think actually, uh, yeah. So he, the the, uh, the Luthier who went to the Swedish guitar school. I don't think he'll be listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> he, well, he. Hey, now, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I think he was. I think he was. Um, He also he he he, um, he asked how long it takes me to make a guitar, and uh, and then I asked how long it takes him to make a guitar, and uh, you know I think that was I think I'm much more I think a lot more about the customer I think than he does and about uh, what um, what people want I think his his uh, he spends like a year and a half making one guitar and they're hideously expensive and. And uh, there isn't a customer for that, basically. Um, so I think he was a bit sad, and uh, I every so often get slightly passive-aggressive messages from him um, <laughs> as I oh, as no. I as I sell guitars. But uh, no, he is fine. He's doing something great. Um, but uh, yeah, so he left, and uh, I, I I don't know. I, I just never thought about it. I'd never thought about the tradition of guitar building um, and and kind of honouring it. Um, I don't really care, you know. I. I uh, yeah, I don't care. So, <laughs> your first, uh, your first all Wenge Wayfair. Oh yeah, that guy. Was that, so a, was I, that a commission or was that just a dream? No, of yours? it wasn't actually. That was what it wasn't even a dream of mine. I have, um, I buy my wood uh, from uh, these guys in Portugal uh, called Guitars and Woods, and they uh, they are like Stumac but in Europe, and uh, they they. And and so I was, <clears throat> I'm always on the website. I'm trolling through. You know, I'm, I'm on there. I buy something from them almost every week. Um, and they uh, they had just gotten some Wenge. I'd never used Wenge at the time. It's actually quite a long time ago now. And I bought the Wenge body blank, and it was. I think I was going to make a telly with it or something. And it was just really heavy. Um, mm. At the time, I had no. Uh, this is before I had so many commissions, and I just bought it, forgot about it. And then I uh, actually the reason I made it was because I had the idea of uh, mounting uh, strap pickups directly to the guitar's top. That's actually where that guitar came from. Uh, they, that was the idea, and I just happened to have some Wenge, um, so I made it. And uh, that the thing is funny. The thing I was most kind of happy with on that guitar was how I mounted the pickups and the pickup configuration. And uh, that that guitar really has been important for me, actually. Um, that uh, you know, I it, it kind of the first Wayfair <clears throat> and then that guitar have been kind of big milestones in my uh, in my career as a builder um, because it it got like it, you know it sounds so stupid to say it, but it went viral. You know, I mean, I had. Uh, that's not stupid. That, that matters. That's I mean, how you it, get it, work. It, it really, I mean, it's, yeah, it, 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 it is. And uh, that guitar has been seen by, I don't know, man, like at least 100,000 people on Instagram, maybe more. And, uh, well, like, and yeah, no, it's probably 1,200 uh, or 1,300 of those were Al. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that, that guitar has a fun story as well. I mean, it's, uh, so I made it and it's, uh, it's great. You know, it's. It, I think it's the first all Wenge hollow body guitar ever. I think it's I, the first. It was crazy yeah. the first time I saw it because Wenge is so splintery and so heavy and such a. A lot of people don't like working with it because it's challenging yeah. to use. And I was just like, 
oh, this guy took on a big challenge <laughs> and pulled it off. That, that well, was... yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not shy of that type of thing. Um, you know, I have energy and I, I put it into things. Uh, but Wenge is, Wenge is great. I mean, it's really, a, the thing is, there's a lot of things that, that are unique about it. But one of the things I really like is that it's a very good body wood. It's a great neck wood and it's a great fretboard wood. And not many woods are all of that. Um, I would argue, I mean, somebody might say that maple is also a very good everything. And I'd actually say that it's not a very good fretboard material, maple. You have to look after it. Um, Wenge is quite oily. So actually you can leave the fretboard forever and it will it will always be good. Um, so Wenge is, I mean, I also, I like kind of cohesive builds. Um where you use, I also like builds that are uncohesive, but it's cool to have the same wood for, you know, the whole guitar. And uh, Wenge is pretty unique in that it does a very good job in, in, in every position. And, uh, but it's great. I mean, it's very, uh, it's, it's, it, you have to treat it with some respect. And I think I almost always have a, uh, a Wenge splinter in a finger somewhere. Um, <laughs> it's a part. Uh, yeah, it's, it, 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 it literally is. Um, and but I have you know I'm really thankful for for that guitar and I have made uh, I have maybe eight uh, commissions right now that are inspired on that build and uh, it's 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 great I mean um, it's been really good for me. That's that's man that makes me so happy because uh, <laughs> so many builders struggle and it makes me so happy when when it's working for someone i think that's yeah no i have beautiful. i think i have something like 20 i have i have over 20 um uh, orders on my waiting list and plus i have this uh, naked morty batch which is separate and there's 14 of them so there's there's a lot of guitars coming out of my workshop at the moment i mean i'm thinking it'll be around 50 this year um that's and that's a, that's, that's a you know for, it's a lot. That's a lot for one for, guy. For a guy with two hands and their handmade guitars, you know, it's 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 a lot. But I, I you know, as I said, I'm not I'm not scared to put the hours in here. That's and I, I love it, you know, and I'm always learning, you know. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, like I could keep talking to you forever and I really want to and I really want one of your guitars. <laughs> um <laughs> you get one. I uh, you know what? Um hopefully when all this uh <laughs> the dust settles from all this uh, COVID-19 stuff, and uh, hopefully people are so desperate to see live shows that my 2021 is just overbooked with well-paying gigs, mm. and uh, <laughs> then I can do that, because uh, last few years have been kind of financially tight, but uh, you never know, right? Yeah, well, I, actually, I, I don't... I don't think I am that expensive. Um, oh I, man, you know, <laughs> I'm not I, saying you are. I'm just... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know, I know. I'm actually, I'm saying this for the listeners because they might think that you know I charge five thousand dollars plus, and of course you could spend that much money on one of my guitars if you chose to have something ridiculous. But you know, I, 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 I've been in your shoes. I've been a a gigging guitarist with no money. Uh, not saying you have no money, but. No, you know no, I mean? say that. no, you can I, go ahead and say that. I, no I, I know, okay. I, I, I know the budget most guys have to work with, and, and that's kind of where I try to start. You know, I mean, of course, I'm not squire money. I can't be squire money. No, you know, I, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> you need to I, eat too. You know, <laughs> I do have to eat, and uh, you know, I, but I, I do try to charge. Well, can we, can we ask, like, since you're, yeah. since you're going to great lengths to, to kind of mm -hmm. highlight that, which is a huge perk of your your workmanship and stuff you know what would it what would a, a a basic 
uh, kind of wafer cost? Two well, I have a wafer. Yeah. Uh, well, I, mean, I have. If I'm going to ask about a price on one of your guitars, <laughs> that's going to be my fantasy. We all well, saw this coming, right? Go, like, oh, okay. okay, fair enough. Uh, let me check it out now. Well, I am on my website. I actually don't know my prices off by heart. Uh, in USD, um, for one with two pickups, it will be two thousand six hundred and fifty dollars. US shipping. dollar. Uh, yes, not Canadian dollars. So, see, when I compare that to, I'm going to get a little Gibson bashy here, but when I compare that to a 335, yeah, that is looking hell uh, more tempting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, that's I, uh, I I keep my cost as low as I possibly can. You know, I I pay myself basically nothing. Uh, my rent is quite cheap. Uh, I have fought with my, uh, you know, suppliers to get my prices to be as low as it possibly can be. Um, I wind all my own pickups, you know, and pickup parts are not that expensive, even oh, if you buy the best. God bless you. Um, beautiful, so beautiful I, man. I do everything, man. I do everything. Um, I, uh, I got to say, so, your pickups then, are gorgeous looking. I absolutely love the I don't look. mess around, man. I mean, I mean, that's that's actually been, that's really changed my, uh, I, I used to get my pickups, you know, from from a, another boutique pickup winder, and they were great. Uh, but man, if you're making 50 guitars a year, and each one has custom pickups, and some guy wants good bass response, some guy wants mid push, some guy wants them to look a certain way, it is so much easier to make them yourself. It is I mean, it, I don't it, think it was every easy. builder would say that. I, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but thing, I mean, I the first. It's actually funny. Like when I was a guitar teacher. The first thing I would say to my students in the first lesson was, what sort of guitarist do you want to be? You know, what kind of sound do you want to try, you know, to do it for? And I say the same thing now to my customers. And I, I think I'm almost doing the same thing. I'm trying to give them the sound they want. You know, there's uh, so I and winding my own pickups, it's 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 possible to do that. Um, and uh, of course, it is also possible to do it with getting another guy to hand wind them. But there's just so much communication, and uh, it's just it's a lot easier for me to for me to do everything than uh, for me to get uh, them, them wound out of the house. And it's been fun. I really enjoy uh, uh, you know winding pickups. It's not so hard. It's um, as long as you follow. I mean, I'm not doing anything totally crazy. Um, it's but using you know five magnets. Good, good quality wire. It is hard to make a bad sounding pickup. Fair enough. I, I, I wouldn't know, but uh, pickup winding, doing, making my own pickups has always been one of the more, well, from my point of view, advanced guitar building skills that I've always wanted to try. You should, you should some, try it. Some, some of them I'm a little more shy about, but making pickups I've always been like, I, I think I could do that and really enjoy myself. After this interview, um, after the interview, we'll chat about it. I can give you some tips. I, it's not so hard. I would love that. Uh, and I hate to be the, uh, the 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 bad guy. I'm always the bad guy on the show, but we're getting, we're getting long in the tooth on our time here. So here's what I want to do. First off, Dan, I got to have you back, yes. man. We got to have you back on the show because mm. I can I talk feel to like you for it, we, I feel like we haven't really spoken about anything yet. We've covered very little ground, and it's been great. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> as far as I'm ex- concerned, uh, that's an excuse. We got to have you back on because uh, of course you're you're a terrific guy, and I, I can't tell yeah, you how I much think we, I, we I, like I kind of we, 
we haven't spoken about my guitars very much. It's mainly been me saying the PRS guitars are crap and talking about the guy. <laughs> talking about the well, guy that I, uh, listen, let's, came, I yeah. want our listeners to be, to be hungry to, to do their own digging for you because your guitars are off the chart. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. You need to go Thanks, follow man. Dan on Instagram. More guitars, at more guitars, M-O-A-R guitars. Yes. Yes. Uh, thanks, Andrew Malmstein. Um, and you should really get to check out his webpage. Check out these models because, like, his offset is insane. It is. I mean, I'm an. I just recently bought a Jazzmaster for not a lot of money, and I love it. But holy dang, does it? My, mm. my Jazzmaster looks like a fresh elephant poop compared to. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's like the offset. You're something making, most man. my customers. Something most my customers say is that the other guitars feel like toys after playing one of mine. Mm. And uh, uh, a lot of my customers buy buy more, you know, buy a second or third guitar from me because it's just there's just something that I think I'm doing. Uh, there's like a cohesive, like whole feeling uh, to my guitars and uh, where they, they feel like they just kind of work, you know. Well, they're elegant. Mm-hmm. They're elegant and they're understated and I cannot praise your work enough, man. Thank you very much. Um, with that being said, uh, we have been holding a contest, a giveaway contest, and we got to announce a winner on this episode. If you're okay with uh, being a part of that, Dan, I am okay with that. Excellent. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing as it's you. (laughs) You can say no, and then we just have to hang up. Yeah, do yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. We had a lot of entries, way more entries than the first time we did a giveaway on on the show here. Yeah. Which, uh, granted, was quite a while ago when we were first launching the podcast, and you know that's that was to be expected. Um, so thank you to everybody who who entered, who tagged people in order to enter. Um, uh, good luck, everyone. Um, it's been awesome. Uh, we want to do more of these giveaways in the future, and as the show grows and as money allows, uh, we will. So. Without further ado, with the help of a random number generator... Two prizes. Two prizes. We have a, a below-average guitarist <laughs> t-shirt from Rare Buzzer, and we have... Thank you, John Esther. Thank you, John. Super guy, man. He was such an awesome guest and such a rad dude. And the grand prize is a custom finish, Atmosphere Blue. No, 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 no. That's that's your wrong giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wrong giveaway. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're giving away the thing. Never that's mind. Oh, that, God. Oh, we got to okay. stop doing this. It's right. so late, You're man. fired. Oh, it's okay. so late. <laughs> All right, so don't let me We're not giving anymore. away a blue atmosphere. We're not giving, to, we're not giving away bed. an atmosphere at all. No. Um, we're not giving away a custom blue pedal. No, we're, we're giving away a, a thing from... Shoneswood effects. <laughs> oh, my god! I'm gosh. just going to bash my head into the microphone for the next 10 minutes. Cognac Casper is oh your name next time. You're drunk. Um... This episode is <laughs> Shoneswood Effects gave yes. us a prototype drive pedal called the Canoe Drive that uh, never went into production, and uh, we're giving this thing away. And it is a prototype, so the, the housing is unfinished, but in, and inside there's a funny little note from Kevin written on the back, and this is a one of one. There's not another one in the world. So it's a pretty cool pedal, and uh, it's, it's a really cool piece to add to any collection. So that being said... <laughs> I'm so glad I'm in charge of editing. Yeah. <laughs> That's all staying in there. You know uh, that. <laughs> that being said, everything is in a random number generator. We're doing some numbers. Oh, and right. 
I have our list. <laughs> okay. Are so, you ready? The winner. We'll do the, we're doing the t-shirt first. Do t-shirt first. Yeah. R- r- not the you winner should, prize. You should add some suspense. You want to do a drum roll? Yes. Okay. Do I'll, do the, uh, I'll, I'll do the TV. Uh, like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the slowest... It wasn't. It wasn't the drum roll. You know that. Uh, any, uh, I can do a drum roll. That was great. Hit me. All right. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> all right. The winner of the we're running a tie ship. Yeah, I know. We're just, yeah. <laughs> we're we're flying yeah, yeah. here. Uh, here at the Professional Professionals Podcast. <laughs> um, rubber Ducky Music. Ah. Mm. At Rubber Ducky Music. You have won a t-shirt. A below a t-shirt. average guitarist t-shirt. Rubber Ducky, you're, you're the, the one. one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. The, yeah, done. Sesame Street. Uh, <laughs> and for the main prize. The, main the big prize. prize. A custom mm-hmm. Shoneswood canoe drive. Where's where's the drum roll? There we go. <laughs> At Curtis Mech. Woo! Oh, nice. Curtis Mech. You are the proud new future owner of a canoe drive. So thanks to everyone who entered the contest. Congrats to the two winners. I will be DMing you via Instagram. Uh, to get your addresses, and we will get those out to you right away. Just one caveat, as mentioned in the contest rules, if you're caveat. out of Canada, yes, yes, you're covering the shipping because we are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> broke broke is more like the, the word. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you're in Canada, shipping's on us. Um, yeah, Dan, thank you so much, man. You're an epic Thank dude. you for having me. Oh, it was, it was our genuine pleasure. Um, it was fun, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. this was great. Yeah. That's why yeah. we want to have you back. Yeah, I there's been uh, there's been guests that were cool guests that uh, maybe weren't as fun. I haven't invited them back yet, <laughs> <laughs> and now they're all wondering who, who they, they are. are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm fresh. I mean, there's a. I know that I have things on the horizon that I would love to have a chance to talk about when I am ready to. All and, right. Uh, so we can maybe uh, we can maybe link up. Yes, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. When uh, it's going to be great. When you're when you want to do that. Send to me. Send us a message, man. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, you're an epic cool. guy. You're Thank a you true gentleman. So are you, so are you. Your your guitars make my mouth water and my heart yearn. Um, you're awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'm, Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you very much. So are you. It's been lovely having. It's been nice to to get to talk about myself for an hour. Thank you for that opportunity. Yeah, it was wonderful to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh, and thank you, as ever, to our dear, dear, dear listeners. We love you. We can't do the show without you. We need you. You're the best. And uh, thanks for mm-hmm. listening. And uh, congrats to our winners. See you next week. Mm-hmm.